astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Happy New Year, Kate. Happy New Year. Yay. Wild that we're here. Yes, it is. You know what? I enjoyed it. I made black-eyed peas. Yep. We came and over um, last night for dinner. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, this doesn't come from my background, but it comes through Bill's. Um, your dad's uh, background that they always had black eyed peas first thing, uh, you know, on New Year's Day. And anyhow, it's been kind of we've adapted it to it or adopted to it. And uh, it's been kind of cool. It's kind of been a fun. It's to the point where like all my friends know that like Kate has to have black eyed peas on the first even Mikey's in on it. Oh um, but like, I remember years where I was like sick or even when I like, wasn't living at home and it's like, mm-hmm. there would be a Tupperware sitting on the doorstep, like make sure you have your black eyed peas. Exactly. Exactly. I have a distinct memory of Tyler bringing home someone from college, mm-hmm. some guy from, I think, Kentucky, Tennessee, somewhere in that area. And I just thought for sure, you know, he was new year's day. I said, I got my black eyed peas and come over here and have a bite of it, you know, cause I think they were going to go out or something like that. And I wanted to get a bite before they left. And he just like, he refused and, and felt that it was, uh, what's superstitious, witchy, yeah. Yeah, witchy or superstitious. Yeah. And I just couldn't, I would just, I was naive. Cause I, to be honest, in hindsight, I probably try to force it on him, but I just thought it was such a, Oh, who wouldn't want to take a bite of something that even if you don't believe in it, you know, it could bring you good luck. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. No, even when we went through the phase where we didn't like the beans, you would yeah. say you have to at least just have a spoonful, but yeah. clearly other people believe this as well, because when you go to the grocery store around this time of year, oh, the bags that, you know, you have black beans, pinto beans, and then the black beans are like empty. So other people are obviously doing this. If you do it, maybe leave us a comment on this yeah. podcast or maybe what your uh, New Year's Eve or New Year's Day tradition is for good luck. Absolutely. But, no, you're absolutely right. I bought those black eyed peas at least two weeks, probably, you yeah. know, it, it, two weeks prior, because I know, because otherwise you're scrounging around in the grocery store looking for a bag of black eyed peas. I refuse to get the canned ones. I want, I yeah. do want the dry bean. Absolutely. Anyhow. So um, if you heard last week's episode, you already know what today is about, but we are starting with the 2023 forecast for the first six signs, just because the podcast is already going to get lengthy because we have three planets making a move into new signs and two of them are very significant. Um, I mean, the third one's significant too, but I mean, the first two are really big deals. So well, we wanted I think the first one is, is major. True major for those who have a little history in them that you just have to look back to 2008 and that's when pluto moved into capricorn 
and we know what happened then. If again, some some probably were just still children, but the idea is there was collapses, collapses in the real estate market. You know, some of the brokerage houses collapsed. I mean, there was you know there was a lot of chaos going on when Pluto stepped into Capricorn. Absolutely. So because we have so much to talk about with each of the signs, we're going to start with the first six signs today, um, but we will get the next six signs out then on the ninth. So if you do fall into the latter six zodiacs, I'm sorry, you have to wait another week, uh, but hopefully you can tune in and learn something maybe about your significant other or your children as we go through, or your best friend as we go through the first six. And that's such a good point because even look to the children, even if they're thinking, oh my God, they're only five or they're 10 or they're 15, it's happening in their lives as well. The shift that is taking place. Pluto is going into Aquarius. That's, that's the big, that's the big daddy, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It was in Capricorn, has been for 14 years. Now it's moving into Aquarius and uh, it's only going to spend um three months in aquarius in 2023 and that's where we differ from other astrologers right in that my i am working already that people are feeling it right it's the initiation into that's the big story if you want to wait until 2024 to start talking about it when it goes in and stays in that sign it's the 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 big story you already missed the big story Uh, so technically yes Pluto's going into Aquarius late March through early June. But again, anyone that I'm working with one-on-one, I'm sure it's the same for you, right? Yeah, they're feeling it already. You're, you're, you're saying this is the story. Do you see it? It's happening right now. It's developing. So even though don't get lost on this when someone else says, oh, it doesn't happen to March, it's happening. You're feeling it. Right. Yeah. And just to give people an idea. So today we're talking about Pluto moving into Aquarius. Mm-hmm. talking about Saturn moving into Pisces. And then we are also going to talk a little bit on Jupiter making a move as well um, into Taurus. Right. right. And, but because mom's saying Pluto is the big one, we haven't seen Pluto in Aquarius since I think it was like 1777 or 1776. I mean, right. So none of us as a collective have lived through that. Um I mean, I guess that was when it moved in. It was there then for 20 years. But so right. again, no one has that is alive right now has lived through this. True. And Aquarius is associated kind of with revolution. Uh, Aquarius, we really um, kind of love that idea of the, re- the the rebellious one. And we kind of have a little bit of uh, history in this country of of uh, kind of falling in love with the people that break out that do something different uh, i think sometimes it's associated with maybe what being american is sometimes the ingenuity or the inventiveness uh, but we've had many every generation has people within their group that you know are the rebellious ones but that open up a new chapter but in general, Aquarius is, like I said, associated with rebellion. It's associated with innovation. Very much it's associated with the whole digital world. The idea of wireless communications. Um, so we can already kind of see it, can't we, Kate? Absolutely. With already, yeah. we're saying it's happening. It's happening now. Think of what's going on with TikTok that... Okay, it's now being banned by government employees, you know, 
because what is it? Is it nefarious? Is it spyware? Right? Yeah. Uh, is it, let's face it, TikTok's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be hilarious, right? <laughs> Highly entertaining. Yeah. And now we're seeing the shadow side. Well, oh, is it undermining our country? Yeah. Well, and I think if we go back to that idea of 2008, when we saw Pluto move into Capricorn, mm -hmm. you know, there were some things that were introduced at that point that it was like, okay, this is new. Yeah. So, and then as we, of course, grew and matured with the energy over the 12 something years, then it became just mainstream. And the same thing is going to happen with Pluto moving into Aquarius, where it's going to feel a little uncomfortable at first. There's going to be some, uh, what do they call it when you need to update an app? There's, because there's like bugs in it, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 Right. We have to get through that learning. Eruption. I don't know. What's, I don't know what the word is, but yeah. I know when what you're saying. Like kinks or bugs in it. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Well, because and that is the thought. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in AI, artificial intelligence, with these writing apps that can write your essays for you, write letters for you, and evidently good letters from what I, what I feedback that I'm getting from people that have actually kind of played with it. Yeah, you can even go to websites and type in words and it creates imagery for you. So yeah. that is instantly. just going and pretty instantly too. I mean, it's not like you have to wait a day or two. Right. <laughs> right. Right. It's kind of scary, like what it would do to people who like work on Fiverr, you know, all of these people that have made their jobs out of doing things like resumes, cover letters, artwork, and then you have all this AI come in. So that's that adaptation, the idea of like, okay, as this moves in, how do people adjust to this? And then when we look back on this energy as it closes out, which I haven't even looked at to see what year it closes out, <laughs> but I think it's 2040 something. 20, 20, 20 yes, yeah, 20 years in. So yeah, yeah so 2042. Yeah, 43. Um, so again, when we're talking about it at that point, it'll just be like, oh, that is the norm. Oh, right? yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Right. But, you know, you said something that brought back a memory to me about, you know, I used to write resumes for people. 1982, uh, I had like about five, six, seven different sources of income between Bill and I. We were just doing anything we could to generate money. And I actually wrote resumes for people. And again, it's don't laugh. I charge $20 and I write your resume. And, you know, and I mean, it was, I mean, it wasn't, a, that was a good price at the time. You couldn't yeah. get much more, but I can't believe that they, yeah, people would give me all their paperwork and their data. And then I would sit there and type, type up a nice, beautiful resume for them. Anyhow. Yeah. So now, but see that job is gone. Now you, you no one could make a side, have a side hustle because right. you just feed it in and. Right. Absolutely. Very interesting. So, okay. So Pluto in Aquarius, there's a revolution happening in the digital world. It's also going to probably have a lot of impact on social programs. Mm -hmm. um, again, it's hard always to imagine what's going to change or how, how could it change or how is it going to look different? Um, but, you know, Pluto in Aquarius, Aquarius would rule, you know, the Senate and the, the Congress. So there could be some significant changes and it may be the political makeup. Oh, let me put this point in. Aquarius is a, a male sign, right? Mm -hmm. So women will dominate. If we look back to Capricorn, um, we saw men dominating. 
Capricorn is feminine and we saw men dominating, you know, we saw the Zuckerbergs and the Musks and um, the Gates and all these men just super, you know, hit the top. Well, that's women go for it because Aquarius is going to be favorable for women. Yeah. One other thing about if you compare like Capricorn to Aquarius, you know, Capricorn does rule the government. It rules mm -hmm. the idea of building. We saw more millionaires and billionaires created under mm -hmm. Pluto and Capricorn than we've ever seen before. Yeah. You know, we've seen, we saw companies just get huge and right. that is all about that Capricorn. It, it put the spotlight on corporation, on uh, greed, on consumerism. And as we see it move into Aquarius, um, again, how is the, like you said, where the power is going maybe from the male to the female, we have to see, okay, how is the power going from those corporations to the people when we talk about Aquarius? That's and right. I think that that's like maybe the part that I like to focus on because that sounds like, okay, how, like the social programs, how can we create some more um, equality b between the different groups? Mm -hmm. How are we going to go back to like appreciating people for their crafts? Even though I understand this AI is coming in, as right? Well. That it seems, you know, it's opposite. It seem they seem to be at opposition with each other. Yeah, but I I love love that it's maybe more female dominated as we go through mm -hmm. uh, the next twenty years. So, so that's the, that's the big thing. But you know, we also forgot to mention earlier on that you know we are in Mercury retrograde. Yeah. Well, Southwest was right on time. It could have oh been like clockwork. Um, you know, the last time that they had a big meltdown was during Mercury retrograde. So, you know, Southwest <laughs> seems Southwest to be Southwest Airlines you're talking about. Yeah, here. Southwest Airlines seems to be very sensitive <laughs> to those retrogrades. Yeah, um, I'm I don't even follow the news and I know all about it. So I would assume most people know about it, but I believe their systems crashed and just the videos that were coming out of just the luggage. Yeah. The airport's packed and luggage is yeah. just sitting with no one there. It, thousands and thousands of flights were canceled. Right, right. Well, you know, at the same time, we had the George Santos story break big time over this past weekend. And again, I'm not going to go into it, but, you know, he he put out, he embellished his resume and got elected to Congress. Uh, and now the voters of New York are calling for it. Let's get rid of this guy. We voted him in, but he lied. He lied to us about his education, about his family, about his religion, about his workplace, about even went back to lie about what high school, you know, he was in. And uh, it, it was just, it's crazy. But again, Mercury retrograde, sometimes your lies do come back to you. <laughs> Mercury retrograde, here it comes. Yeah, absolutely. So before we get into um, the six signs uh, today, we are going to take a commercial break and hear from our sponsor, the Kundalini Collective. Satnam, hello. This is Mandeep from the Kundalini Collective Yoga and Meditation Center for Wellbeing. The Collective is a very unique, all-inclusive, community-focused studio located in the heart of downtown Las Vegas in the Historic Arts District at 1508 South Main Street. Our yoga classes are focused on the ancient, timeless teachings of yoga, uniting body, mind, and spirit, which offers you an experience of health, happiness, and relaxation. All are welcome to come as you are, brand new beginners or active yoga participants into our beautiful, sacred, and crystal energy charged practice space. 
We will teach you how to utilize the technology of your Kundalini energy, your Chakra energies, along with the fascinating human design of the 10 bodies. The breathing practices that are offered in this unique yoga technology are designed to be used in our day-to-day lifestyle. Benefits of this practice may include heightened creativity, balanced mind and body connection, more energy, better sleep, and improved communication and social skills. We welcome you just as you are and offer support for your spiritual connection and evolution to be healthy, happy, and whole. www.tkk.life Your rhythm, your flow, your life. tkk.life Thank you and Satnam. Okay, welcome back. Uh, so you just heard from the Kundalini Collective that it, she is based here in Las Vegas and mom and me are super excited. We are going to go to a class together on uh, this week yes. on Wednesday. Yeah. Yes, yes. And yeah, I'm um, excited. absolutely. And if you're listening and thinking, oh, I don't live in Las Vegas, um, they offer amazing programs via live stream. So still go to their website, check it out. You can be anywhere in the world and tune into the live streams and still participate in their classes, which is really cool. So next week, we'll uh, maybe have some more details with for you about our experience there. Okay. With that said, let's start with Capricorns or Capricorn rising. Um, We have to start with Capricorns just because we're seeing Pluto move out of Capricorn. So, you know, the spotlight is starting to shift off of you (laughs) as we see Pluto move out of your sign. And Capricorns have been through a challenge, 14 years they, they're a different person. Of course, for the 14 years older, we get that. But the idea, they really are going off in a different direction. They, they've had a, a makeover, a long-term makeover has happened. So uh, we have to congratulate Capricorns for surviving that. Um, and now that Pluto's going into Aquarius, it's affecting what we would say their uh, solar second house. And that usually starts putting a lot of focus on financials. Absolutely. A lot of focus may be on getting into the nitty gritty, learning that you're getting only 2% interest when, oh my God, you could get three and a half, you can get 4% interest now. So yes, some of it is in the weeds. Some of it is really getting into the details, but I might say that for Capricorns, they might be sensing this drive to really build security in their life. Yeah. So they may be thinking about buying something that Okay, but maybe it's going to be really worth a lot more in two, three, four, five years. I think what's interesting, and this is this is a blanket statement for all of the signs, okay. is that, and I, I spoke about this probably a year or so ago on the podcast, how we've not seen this before where Saturn was in the previous sign the year before, the two years before. So this might sound familiar okay, because two and a half years ago, right? We had Saturn make a move and Saturn was in this spot that now Pluto is. And Saturn compared to Pluto is, I would think a little bit easier. Saturn usually isn't easy, but compared to Pluto, Saturn, I would think would just feel like, okay, maybe we've done the restructuring and now here comes Pluto to say, now here comes the makeover. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, Saturn is easier to deal with. It can be harsh yeah. at times, but at least you can see it. Well, I wasn't happy. 
I just didn't admit it. You know what I mean? So now I'm changing jobs. I'm changing relationships, that type of thing. Pluto really can almost send you to the therapy. <laughs> like right. I need somebody to sort this out for me. Like this is nothing is what I thought it was. It can sometimes be a, a really a pulling back and seeing yeah. what's underneath the carpet. Yeah. Well, I just preface that because if you've been listening to us for a while, you might be thinking, this sounds familiar. I feel like I have been focusing on my finances. So for Capricorns, for example, the last two and a half years, they had Saturn here in this placement. So they might feel like, have I not done enough here? <laughs> mm-hmm. Has this mm-hmm. not been my focus? Right. And this will go with all the signs that there will be some familiarity because a major planet has been there already for two and a half years, activating that area. True. This is this that Pluto in Aquarius for those Capricorns. Um, I always think they're probably going to be mining. That's the word I like to think of with Pluto. I find it a very effective word that applies in many situations. Pluto is digging, like think of a backhoe showing up and digging up the street in front of your home. Uh, it's getting to the bottom, getting to the root. There must be a problem down there. They got the backhoe out there, right? There's a leak. There's a problem. Well, it's the same thing in your life that Pluto has a tendency for you all of a sudden to kind of look within. You could say stare at your belly button, so to speak. You <laughs> look within, uh, but you at, at a talent, an ability, at, a, at something that you really want to do. Um, just being in Aquarius is your wishes. What are What is the greater wish that you want? And so this is a huge energy about developing some talent or quantifying a talent that previously, oh yeah, I just do that for people. I'm good at that. They call me up. I help them out. And now I'm thinking, hmm, I wonder if I could do this more. I wonder if I could put a price tag on this. So there is this sense. I can think of when Pluto moved into my 11th house, okay, which would be similar because it'd be an Aquarius related house is when I decided I'm going to be a full-time astrologer. Mm. And it wasn't because I had 50 clients already lined up. No, I had two or three clients. That was about all. And I said, I'm going to do this full time. Yeah. I actually sent out letters, letters to people introducing myself as an astrologer. If they need an astrologer, you know, have them contact me. I wrote letters and put stamps on envelopes and <laughs> mailed it out to people. You know, that was my campaign. Yeah. It worked. <laughs> yeah. So, and at the same time, that Saturn really backs up because Saturn's moving into Pisces. Yes. So it's affecting their solar third house. So there there should be a disruption within their schedule. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I know when you went through this energy, you yeah. became a full-time caretaker, not full-time, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like yeah, five days quarters. a week. Yeah. yeah. Um, full-time caregiver for your granddaughter, Lincoln. Mm-hmm. So it was a, dis- a change in your schedule. It was different, right? You're saying, okay, maybe instead of getting up at six o'clock, now I'm getting up at five o'clock or instead of going to the, the fitness facility at this time, I'm doing this instead. So you might feel a little bit insecure, like, oh, okay, this is not how, this is not as regimented as it used to be, or this is not how I'm used to running my day to day life. Well, the initial reaction I think that Capricorns are going to have is like, Oh, this can't work. How can this, I can't, how can I put 40 hours towards this other, this new thing? Mm-hmm. There is initially sense of you can't do this. Oh my God. And then you start thinking about it and you realize, well, okay, I'll do this. I'll work on weekends instead. I'll keep, I'll, whatever you're doing, you'll find a way. 
That's the beauty of it. You'll, you'll, you'll shift and in the process, you'll find faster ways to do things. You'll come up with better ideas and it will work. That's the crazy part of it. Absolutely. Um, and then for still with Capricorns or Capricorn risings, May of 2023, we'll see Jupiter join Uranus in Taurus. And um, for Capricorns, this should be great for some financial surprises and it should be good for being in the spotlight. So you should be capturing attention. It's very good. I want to put this as the surprises will be, could be good or bad. Hmm. Um, again, the last time, and this is a, a, this is a terrible thing to share, but it's the truth. Uh, last time Jupiter and Uranus were together in Taurus would be 1941. Mm. It happened in the years, and we, everyone may remember, um, you know, Pearl Harbor came in December of that year. Uh, the idea here is this was the months leading up to when we were involved in World War II, but it was a surprise attack, wasn't it? Jupiter had moved on to Gemini by the time the attack actually occurred. But the point is, it was the year that all of a sudden we had a surprise attack. So yeah, there's a terrible example of a bad surprise. That is terrible. It will be good surprises as well. (laughs) And that's where, that's the value of having a chart looked at, to be honest, about what kind of surprise is it. Yeah. Well, we need to look at the U.S. chart to maybe yes discuss right. a little bit more about that so yes, right. um if we move on to cap uh, aquarius or aquarius rising so again you are in the spotlight this year just because we have pluto moving into the sign of aquarius and um it'll be activating that solar first house mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. this puts a big focus on the physical body the idea of pushing your body to its limits getting in touch with your body anything that has to do with detoxification. You know, sometimes we do this on a very active level where you're saying, okay, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to have a a surgery. I'm going to do something. And sometimes it happens to us where we're saying, oh my gosh, I'm not eating as much or I'm not sleeping as much. I'm not using the restroom as much. And maybe with no necessarily like no reason as to why, but the body is being pushed on a different level. I used to say that people live outside of their bodies. When they're under this energy, they live outside their bodies. Therefore, oh my gosh, I'm living on coffee. Oh yeah, oh, the bathroom. I forgot to go to use the bathroom today. You know, they're just, they're so into something that they seem to just be unawares of, oh yeah, I didn't eat breakfast. Oh, I forgot to eat lunch. Mm -hmm. So there's an intensity with this energy. And the other side that I think is really key here, you become very aware of who is stealing your power. Mm. You, may, you may see where someone has been uh, riding on your coattails. You may find that you've been doing all the heavy lifting and somebody else is getting the credit. You may recognize how out of step you really are with management with the, you know, the team that you're on. And this is where you start to pull away and start to say, no, don't count me in on that. I'm, I, I'm not interested in doing that. So you start the process of separation and that's, that's the rebirthing, right? Everyone talks about Pluto. Oh, I'm rebirthing myself. Well, you know, again, some of us go, what does that mean? <laughs> but, right, but it right. means the idea that person's getting clear about who they really are. 
Yeah, you're outgrowing the old you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I also, this is a great energy for that, where I say detoxification in general. Yes, you can go to the physical body, but this is where you hit those closets, the garage. This is where you take on construction projects. Why you're renovating the world around you. And that's only reflecting the fact that you yourself are evolving. And that's funny because um, I'm an Aquarius and I just yes, completed my vision board this past week. Mm-hmm. And I put a picture of a completed garage on my vision board. Oh, I wasn't okay. even thinking. I mean, I, I kind of had it in the back of my mind, like, yes, I need to use all this Pluto energy. So yeah. how can I use it in a proactive way? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when I bought the house, it was finished in regards that they did all the tape and everything, but it was never mm-hmm. painted. Right. You know, so like it was finished off from a texture standpoint, but it was never painted. And I've been in the house now, I think seven, maybe eight years. Right. And finally this year, I was like, you know what? I think I, I think that's starting to bother me. I think I want to finish that. Mm-hmm. So again, right. very yeah, in line. It's, it's, it's using the energy. Yeah. And that's the whole purpose of this. If maybe you hear something going like, yeah, that's what I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to take on my renovation project this year. It use this energy. That's a pretty a clean way, kind of a healthy way, kind of a way you can, you, you get, you, there's a lot of pride when you finish those type of projects, right? You get a lot of kudos coming back to you from it. So uh, yes, you could go into therapy under this energy, that's possible as well. But it's oftentimes, I've, I advocate for things that you can do that are literally transformative. Um, I have uh, a 29 degree Capricorn rising in my chart. So I have Pluto on my ascendant right now. And I've done a deep tissue massage every month Mm -hmm. for this past year in knowing that this energy is about me and it's about letting release, release. So that was one way that I thought, well, I feel like I'm accomplishing something every month. Yeah, absolutely. At the same time with Aquarius, we have Saturn moving into that solar second house. So there should be a rethinking of the income. Mm -hmm. Of course, you might be also seeking more security with this. Um, And this can also test your romantic relationships. So again, I think you're getting serious, you're getting more decisive. Am I in or am I out? Yeah. And and I also want to say the rational mind really kicks in. This is not necessarily a hard, highly romantic energy. This is many times where relationships get sealed or married or engaged or live together, whatever the status is, the next step for you is. It's because, oh, we could save money. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we could share the insurance plan together. Oh, I could access their work benefits. So again, I know that doesn't sound very romantic. Saturn's pretty practical. It and is. when it hits into that second house, you're thinking like, yeah, this would make more sense if we just moved in together. Yeah. Um, in regards to Jupiter, when Jupiter moves into Taurus in May, it'll be activating the fourth house for Aquarians or Aquarius rising. Um, so this should be great for home improvements, uh, possibly unexpected events in the home. Yes. So we can talk about maintenance as well. Right. Yeah. But the the ending piece of it should be that it's an improved home environment. Yes. So of course, yes. sometimes that can be disheartening when something breaks or when something doesn't function right, we get it fixed. And then we think, oh, doesn't that feel good? Now I know I don't have to worry about it. Or maybe something that was on its last leg, 
finally gives in, well, now you don't have to worry about it being on its last leg. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Next, we're going to talk about Pisces or Pisces rising. And again, we have to talk about Pisces as well because uh, Saturn's moving into your sign. We'll start with Pluto though, what Pluto's doing. We'll just keep going in the same order that we have with the planets. Sure. Uh, but Pluto is moving into their solar 12th house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? This is an interesting one because, uh, and I'm going to say something that initially people may go, no, that doesn't make sense. But think about it. There may be a need to withdraw. There may be a need like, I don't want to be seen. Maybe I'm content all of a sudden to hand off a visible responsibility to somebody else where somebody else can see them doing it and I'm going to be behind the scenes or I'm going to be, I'm I'm going to deflect attention away from myself. And I say this because when I went through it, okay, um, uh, the... uh, I uh, decided I wanted to do just phone consultations. I no longer wanted to do in-face consultations. Mm-hmm. And there was just a, something that told me that, no, this is taking too much out of me. I need to have this protection, so to speak. I'm like, uh, you know, I don't know what if that protection, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it was no, a sense of being too vulnerable. No, you get, when you get in people's homes, sometimes it's hard to extract yourself. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. mm-hmm. So there could be something going on with, with other Pisces right now. There can be also something about secrets and maybe recognizing that you need to reveal a secret. Maybe you're holding secrets for other people. Uh, you know, knowing things that you oh, do I confront them? Do I do I share this knowledge? And again, sometimes this can be incriminating. Sometimes it can be there's a lot of repercussions if I share this secret. Yeah. I want to go back to that idea about what you said about you might become more aware of you of where you're vulnerable. Yeah. Because, you know, so many times I think astrologers use like scare tactics Mm -hmm. with what's happening. And I love that you're sharing your stories because you've been through six, you've been through Pluto going through six different signs in your lifetime. So uh, do you mind if I share your age? No. Okay. okay. So mom's 70. So, you know, if, if you're sitting Um, around that age, you as well have been through Pluto and six different signs. Um, So just how she said she discovered where she was more vulnerable. You could be sitting, you could be a Pisces sitting at your job just saying, yeah, I could keep doing this, but if I do, maybe my mental health, I know my mental health is going to go down, right? Or I know I'm going to become more angry. These don't have to be horrendous things that happen no, no. when these Pluto when these Plutos change signs when these planets change signs, but that idea of just saying like, I have to protect myself. Can I continue doing it? Could you have continued doing in person consults? Absolutely. Yes. But you decided how can I become a little bit more protected? And and I might get me clear with Pluto, it's not generally a harsh cutoff. There is an extraction process. I want you to think of when you're trying to leave a party and you just kind of slowly keep moving a little closer to the door, so to speak. You don't want to make a beeline because that would be disruptive, but you just start positioning yourself in a way that you can set yourself up. This is a long energy. This is an initiation. So you probably are feeling this awareness of I need I need to protect myself more, or I want to learn more about metaphysics. I want to understand my healing abilities that I have. Yeah. And then always passively, uh, you could say, oh, no, it's not me, but I have a neighbor. 
I have a neighbor who is a cat lady. I have some, you know, nut living across the street from me. And, you know, this sense of, oh, I'm always feeling on edge when I walk out to my, out to the curb or out to the car or to get the mail because I don't want to have an interaction with that person. Yeah. And then we have Saturn moving in to Pisces. So again, still for Pisces, this is activating your solar first house. Mm -hmm. So this is where maybe more of the separation comes in. Yeah. Where we're saying, you might be saying, I need to make an executive decision. Am I moving? Am I not? Am I resigning? Am I not? Anything that maybe you've been toying with the past two and a half years where you've just been dreaming about it or thinking about it or brainstorming about it. This is where the action should take place. Um, when it comes to the physical body, you know, they might be more concerned about the structural aspects of the body. So this would be um, excellent for an kind of an uptick in chiropractic appointments, in dental appointments, or even dermatology appointments. And the fun part is Jupiter, even though we keep saying May, I want, you're going to feel it before May, but as Jupiter starts moving its way towards Taurus, it gets a little closer here, you know, really wonderful window to have opportunities to, uh, prove yourself in a new arena, being on a strong learning curve. I do think there's going to be some surprises, some financial surprises. So make sure you've got everything good, that you're on top of your financial things, because this is good or bad. There is some sort of twist on a story that may relate to extra monies or all of a sudden, oh, I got to pay this bill. I'm indebted to something. So it's a very good time to branch out. Absolutely. Okay, so if your sign hasn't been mentioned yet, that means that these big three movements are not happening in your sign. So I think there's a little bit of a sigh of relief. However, oh, it still is. That's a good is, point. I hadn't thought about that. Okay, good. Um, however, it is still activating um, your chart in a different way. But yeah. those those three that we just talked about, right? And those are kind of the main ones because Capricorn, you no longer have Pluto in your sign. Right. Aquarius, we have Pluto moving into your sign. Mm -hmm. And Pisces, we have Saturn moving into your sign. You know what? That's so obvious, but I didn't it went I did I didn't see that. But that's okay. really great. I'm glad I started with those three. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, and I thought you started with those three because I thought we were going to start with Aries. I'm like, wait, why is this Capricorn? <laughs> oh, well, okay. Okay. So we today we are still going to cover Aries, Taurus, and Gemini. Yes. So let's move on to Aries or Aries rising. We're going to have Pluto moving into that solar 11th house. Yeah. And this is kind of cool because this is dreams, wishes. And I know this sounds magical, but when this happens, and again, it's happening, folks, now, it's just getting stronger as we head towards March, but it's already there, this idea of like pursuing some sort of passion or interest, but it has to be against the odds of happening. Mm -hmm. Now, this does not mean you land the peak, the most perfect position. You may have to work your way in, but you get your first step, you take your second step, you take your third step. Uh, there's two things that happen here oftentimes. People either leave very large companies, companies that are impressive, that are stable, that type of thing, or they go in search. They want to be aligned with an influential, an, an influential upstart company, right? Some company that's very dynamic. I mean, think of 
in the day to say I work for Google, so to speak. It was like, wow, or that, you know, I work for Apple, wow, you know. Now I don't know if the buzz is there like it was, but there was a point that you'd hit the jackpot, right? Absolutely. So they should be seeking new groups of people. Yes. Right. And um, I think kind of what we talked about with the Aquarius thing as well is sometimes you might be making just some changes in the home first Mm. as almost like an easy way to start saying I've changed or my mindset has changed. And, you know, sometimes we talk about that in the home with feng shui, of course, that, you know, you make some change in the home and now I have the confidence to go out there and make a change in my title or how I introduce myself. And sometimes people do that as well through aesthetic or through clothing. Um, but for Aries, we would think there, there might be a change in the home where you're saying, okay, the guest bedroom, we're turning into a baby room or mm-hmm. we're turning into an office. We're upgrading the couches, something where that's easy, right? To go spend the money and make the change versus having to come out and say, oh, I no longer work for this company or I'm part of this group now. This really comes back to the feng shui. You know, your home is your life. You change your home, you change your life. It's such a simple equation. I've seen it hundreds, thousands of times at this point, but that that simple thing that you said, a guest room becoming the baby room, mm-hmm. the dining room table now becoming a TV room, you know, taking a room and reconfiguring how it's going to be used. And again, think liberally here and don't think of just the typical stuff that we've mentioned here. Redefine the space in your home. It's like remapping your life. Yeah, sometimes it can be the dining room table turning into your office. Like, and not Mm -hmm. like that you're getting a beautiful new desk, but like you're taking the end half of one of the, you know, one of the chairs and saying, that's where my computer always is, or that's where I uh, fulfill orders. So that's where I pack orders. So it, yes, it doesn't have to be the perfect picture. Like, oh, you have a 12 foot by 12 foot space to create this. Those I would encourage any Aries to just look at their home right now today and to think about how they'd like to redefine even a corner of a room for yep. a different specific use. This is the step into this energy. Yeah. Um, it, it, Looks like sounds like it sounds sounds like magical. I understand, but it but the story's there. Absolutely. At the same time, we have Saturn moving into their solar twelfth house, so there can be a little sense of feeling a little disconnected or feeling isolated. So a little bit will be talked about with that last energy, where you might be padding yourself, giving yourself a little bit extra room, removing yourself, but. I would think that they're getting very serious or introspective about what they truly want. So there could be a lot of head talk with this yeah. energy um, right. because they're trying to figure out, you know, am I happy here? Is this, is this what I wanted? Is this where I want to be in a few years? So that's more internal, more personal people from the outside might not necessarily see that or understand that you're going through that. Um, and it would also make you very compatible with any sort of, healing facilities like doctors, therapists, nurses, Reiki, anything where you're going behind like the curtain or the closed door. And from a retail perspective, when Saturn's in your 12th house, you're very interested in 
secondhand, think, things that would maybe you would normally toss out. So yeah, you may be showing up a goodwill. You may be stopping for a garage sale. You might be stopping along the street because someone set out a chair on the curb and you're thinking, I can use that. This whole thing of wrapping up endings. So the idea of finding something that was headed to the dump and now I can give it another life, beautiful scenario. And again, it's, it's a very basic one. It doesn't seem like you're doing anything profound. Yeah. I did um, want to go back if I could and just add one more thing into that Pluto about Aries. Okay. And again, they're probably going to have to rethink their sexual viewpoints. And whatever that may mean, that may mean having to accept someone uh, with a different sexual orientation, having to discuss intimate or knowing of very confidential uh, sexual storylines that, you know, are, uh, you know, intense or that cause the person to say, you know, I have to rethink how I view this situation. That's a huge one, I think. But go ahead. Absolutely. Uh, for Aries or Aries rising, when we talk about Jupiter moving into that solar second house. So this should be excellent for financial optimism. Mm -hmm. It should be great for finding bargains. So again, think about the goodwill thing. Yeah. But there could even be just something where you're saying, well, we weren't thinking about getting a new car but this is just too good of a deal. I can't pass up. Um, that might not be a great example just with what the car industry is doing, but mm, that's yeah. the idea that, oh, I, I can't pass this deal up. Right. Um, and so because of that, you might be acquiring statuses of like or yes, things yeah. that show other people, it looks like you're doing well. So showing up with a new piece of jewelry, showing up with a new car, things where from the outside, people think, must be nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As we move on, let's talk about Taurus or Taurus yeah. rising. Mm -hmm. We have Pluto moving into their solar 10th house. Mm -hmm. And so this puts a big focus on their work. You might become consumed or even obsessed about, am I in the right position? What am I, what do I do for work? Oh, absolutely. You, you, I think very likely they're going to be exposed to behaviors that maybe challenge their belief system that do I approve that? Do I look the other way? Um, this is sometimes the, the hard nose business, having to fire people, having to, you know, maximize the bottom line, being around. And I, if I said hostile environments, uh, that would be a, one way of saying it, understanding the uh, unfairness, so to speak, but someone's got to go. Um, so having to be part of that, again, not, not that you're masterminding all these ideas yourself. It's that, you know, you're, you're recognizing, oh, this is my job. This is my duty. I need to do this to fulfill my, my job, my, what my boss wants. So this can bring up some pretty intense storylines. Absolutely. And they might feel like they've been robbed of like family time or personal time yeah. just because work does have a tendency to take the forefront. And if you're listening, thinking, well, I don't work, you know, maybe you're taking care of a parent or maybe you volunteer, right? It's like how you serve um, mm -hmm. is going to be, you might feel like I have to be more dutiful in other areas that are taking away from the more personal aspects of your life. Let me give a story. Um, I had a transiting Pluto up in, in my 10th house 
um, in, uh, I, mean, I won't say what decade it was, but I was on call. It was in that period that I was having many sources of income and I was on call to go to work and I wouldn't know until the phone would ring, you know, usually at seven, eight o'clock hour, we need you at this location at this time. Mm. And so it was a terrible feeling because every yeah. night, you know, uh, you kind of would pace yourself because you don't know whether you're going to, where you're going to be driving to, what are you going to be doing? And these were all uh, not ideal locations. They were all uh, questionable. And this was back in, it was in the eighties and where I was going to the parts of town I was going to, they weren't, they weren't areas that I was comfortable in. Uh, and, uh, it was tension there. So when you said that being robbed of family or personal time, I couldn't wow. say, oh yeah, I'll go to lunch with you tomorrow because you wouldn't know. I won't know. This was when you worked for the airlines. No, this is when I worked in exchange for some housing. Oh, okay. Did a property management gig, but they just need someone to back up all these properties. And okay. I had a we had a beautiful place to stay. That was the be great part of it. But okay. I had I was on call. Okay. All the time. Sound a little mysterious. You showing up at, in oh. bad oh, neighborhoods yeah. at night. Was yeah, like, that basically well, was bad neighborhoods <laughs> during the day, and that was bad enough. But anyhow, <laughs> anyhow. So I I just meant, give that as an example that you you're nervous because you're on call. Yeah. And you don't know where you're going to go and what storylines are going to be. Um, and another great example of if you're a tourist listening, you know, thinking like, oh my gosh, am I going to lose my job or right. you know, what's going to happen? But there's a, just a very simple example that you might take on a job that is more time consuming than you thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I oftentimes, this is a baptism by fire experience. You get thrown in. You get thrown in with some people that you don't relate to real well and you're trying to find your your common ground or sometimes you get thrown into people that are doing really very questionable immoral illegal type of activities and you're going why am i sitting in the midst of these people you know yeah it it that was my experience with it it was it was crazy it was my initiation into las vegas is what it was I, we just moved here and I got myself into so many storylines that I could never have imagined having come from Iowa. I never would have been in any of these storylines before. Yeah. That's anyhow, a whole other side. Talk about that yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other side. Anyhow, that uh, Taurus, watch out. Absolutely. At the same time, uh, Saturn is going to make the move and will be in their solar 11th house. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think they're focusing on what their role is within the yes. group. Yes. And again, sometimes Saturn's decisive. So you might be saying, I'm no longer part of that group. I no longer align with that. I need to separate myself. So the idea of like focusing on your role, like, am I the manager? Am I the owner? What is my role? If we talk about that from a work standpoint, am I always the coordinator, right? You might be redefining who you are within the larger group. And sometimes that's just simply saying I've outgrown it. Or your friends, Re recognizing that your friends have outgrown you, of course, sure. or you've outgrown them. And that kind of awkwardness, sadness, how do you extract? How do you do it honorably? Yep. Um, and then for Tauruses, we have Jupiter moving that will hit your solar first house. So That's even nice. though we've talked about some harder maybe things with Taurus, right? You should feel optimistic. You should feel lucky. And you should feel like I've been chosen 
right? Mm -hmm. So uh, there could be a need to be a quick learner under this because you might be thinking, wow, was I qualified? I don't know if I was quite ready for this and I got it. So you might feel like you are on a quick learning curve. Hmm. The Let's last one, Gemini, because I've got some good stories here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so the last one that we're going to cover today, we know this has been a long episode, but we want to make sure that we give each of the 12 signs like the proper attention. So um, the last one we're going to talk about today is Gemini and Gemini rising. And we have Pluto moving into your solar ninth house. Yeah. So this is, we're talking solar, but when I experienced this, I would, it was the seventies, 1971, when Pluto moved into Libra. And that was my ninth house. And uh, I walked up to my parents and said, I'm, I'm transferring colleges. I'm moving to Ames, Iowa. And I, I couldn't wait to get out of the family home. I'd spent one year home going to college, a local college. And um, my, my goals, I mean, I, I, I can say this safely now. I couldn't tell too many people at the time. 1971, I had two goals. One was never to go to mass again. And number two was to have sex for the first time. Those were the one, two things. And I achieved both of them within the first week of being <laughs> out of the house. And but that was it. The ninth house, the ninth house is you're looking for freedom. You're looking for space. You, there's a need to break out, break out of the family belief system, depending upon what age you are. Of course, for sure. me, it was, I needed to get away. I needed to hear how other people thought. Yeah. I needed to put physical distance between myself and the family so that no one can just pop in, so to speak. Right. And I got exposed to other people, different backgrounds. Oh my gosh, I got such an eyeful of how unique my home environment had been compared to all these other kids at college and what their experience was. So what I'm saying is for Geminis, you're gonna be exposed to more diverse people, wealthy people, poor people, everything in between. And generally you're faced with some moral or legal dilemmas. Well, you could see my moral dilemma, you know, what, what it was of uh, the whole taboo about sex, mm -hmm. going to church. These were all moral dilemmas. Now I raced right through the barrier, <laughs> but I mean, that's what it does. But you probably had been thinking about it for a long time. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that probably since I graduated from high school that first year, it was just, I, I wanted to get out. Everyone else was leaving. Everyone else went off to do something. And somehow I felt I was caged still. Yeah. So that also like, again, it, like something that maybe has been on your mind, then the, the planet comes along and then it says, okay, well, let's do it. So mm -hmm. the idea of like breaking up with old belief systems, mom gave two of her, you know, kind of belief system, things that she had <laughs> lived with, things that, um, <laughs> You know, so, but that, that can be anything from saying like, you know, I never thought I was going to be able, I never thought, I never believed in divorce. You know, I never thought I could happen. Oh yeah. Good to, one. To a point, And you say, actually, maybe I understand why people get divorced. Maybe I need one, you know, like maybe I need to get one, um, mm -hmm. that it could be something where you say like, I could never not eat meat, you know, and now you're going to the doctor and the doctor's saying like, Hey, maybe you should take a break from meat and you, mm -hmm. you do it. So there can be a mindset change here where you are breaking up with just your belief system from the past. Yeah. I would caution one area and that is uh, that you might get caught violating, violating other people's policies, their rules, their guidelines, and you'll probably get punished on some level. Can I tell one more story? Okay. Yeah. First year in the dorm on the away from home, 
again, got caught in a guy's, guy's dorm after hours with another girl. We were hiding in the closet. What can I say? Okay, they came in. Can you believe this? And those days came in because someone had reported they saw us climb through the window on the, on the ground floor. Anyhow, the point is out of that whole thing, my dorm uh, chastised me, my dorm, okay, and banned me. They had a hearing and I refused to go because I thought this was crazy because everyone was doing crazier things than that. Okay. <laughs> so I skipped it, came home to an edict taped to my dorm room door saying that I had now had all my privileges for the next school year, because this happened like in May, you know, at the end of the school year, for the next school year that I could never be in a male dorm, that I had, I would, could not, that would be, I would, my privileges were suspended. Wow. I couldn't believe it. And so I said to the, the HR, and I said, are you guys, and she goes, you should have been here, Mary, to defend yourself. I go, why would I be there? The people that were on the board, who these were the, my fellow dorm mates, mm -hmm. I knew what they were doing. One had a, a great bar in the room and had <laughs> alcohol after hours. The other one was sneaking guys in all the time, coming up the back steps and, and escorting them down to her room. I said, I would never have thought these people would have been so bold as to chastise me. Yeah, right. Yeah. She was shocked. She couldn't believe because she was the HR. She's supposed to know what's going on. Yeah. So my point was this. I, I moved off campus at that point, thought to heck with dorm living <laughs> my own thing. But the point is, I pushed the boundaries. So these were the rules. Yeah. I could break some of my own rules. But going to break somebody else's rules, you probably will pay a price for it. Okay. That's interesting. It's a big, it's, so that's Pluto in, the, in that ninth house. Okay. That is dear Gemini's. <laughs> well, and just speaking about Gemini's, um, you know, because we're talking about them, Mars mm -hmm. has been in their sign, the mm -hmm. sign of Gemini since August 20th. We're getting so close. January 17th, Mars will finally go direct. It's yes. been retrograde since October 30th. Mm -hmm. So I would think Gemini should be feeling a little relief uh, later on this month. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's um, interesting I, as well, because it could be Gemini's maybe trying to enforce rules as well. That's oh, what my Gemini's yeah. doing. Yeah. Oh, that's another turn on that whole thing. Having to people who are breaking the, your rules. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. that's what my Gemini is going through. His rules yeah. are being yeah. broken left and right, and he is yeah. taking it personally. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And don't uh, forget this other line here about Gemini's taking adventurous travel jumping in a car going off with someone where you don't even know who they are you know going out of state with them again not that there's a going to be a problem but it may look risky to other people right right um at the same time for gemini's we have saturn moving oh. into their 10th house so right. there is a sense of needing to step up mm -hmm. um you might be working longer hours you might have less free time Again, work should be maybe dominating your life a little bit more than it used to. And again, this can be very simple. Again, I live with a triple Gemini, so I'm watching it up close and personal oh, yeah. here. Yeah. Um, but even with a company that someone's been with for a long time, just things change. You take on more responsibility. You feel like I need to be there longer. I maybe need to stay to watch over other team members. So there could be a sense of you needing to take a more hands-on approach. Of course, this is excellent if you're thinking of, I'm going to start mentoring people, I'm going to start coaching people, I'm going to start taking responsibility for others. 
Um, and there can be more concern about parents with this energy where you might be more concerned about an elder's health, um, how they're functioning to the point that you might even say, how can I step in to right. help them with some of their duties? Right. Um, and then the last thing for Gemini is we see Jupiter move into Taurus that activates that solar 12th house. Yeah. Um, so excellent for any sort of alternative healings. Oh, um, yeah. But this is and a free good money, for some freebies. There'll be some freebies showing up here. Surprise freebies. Yeah. Magical stories, um, align magical storylines with that as well. And, you know, if there was anything where they said, okay, I want to have a stronger body. I want to have a stronger mind. Mm -hmm. uh, again, this does make them very compatible with lotions and potions. So I'm not saying to go out there and, you know, start shooting up steroids or anything, but you might be very concerned about uh, protein drinks or, you know, the powders that you put in your drinks to get more supplements or new, more nutrients. It's, it's almost about rituals. It's a little ritual feeling, uh, meaning that you believe in the ritual. So I believe in the protein powder. I believe in taking these vitamins. It's, it's really, many things are put under the kind of this umbrella of, it's my belief. It works. Right. And, and it does magically work for the person. That's the crazy part of it. it. May not work for you or me, but it will work for them. Absolutely. Well, that concludes um, today, the first six signs. Again, we know that it was a long episode, uh, yes. but it is the first of the year. We are trying to cover <laughs> the year in its entirety. Um, be sure to check out the Kundalini Collective. You can find them on uh, social media as well as their website. And we look forward to speaking to everyone next week with the next six signs. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.